of Power Hour. It is so great to see you. And today we're bringing you something just a little bit different to shake things up and to allow the four of us to get together more often to share the uh, expertise and the things that can help you move forward your life and your business and your career. So, hey guys, it's so great to see you. Erin, how's it going down there in Texas? Are you staying warm? It's going well. Uh, we are going to reach above freezing today. Yay. So things are going to start melting. Uh, yeah. So we're super uh, excited about that. So hi, everybody. If you're not familiar, I run Muscle Creative. So I uh, I really try to empower solopreneurs and small business owners to know that they can do their own copywriting. You don't always have to outsource everything. So I give you the tools to uh, do DIY uh, copywriting and I help you along the way. Awesome. Hey, so glad to see you here. Um, if you guys haven't met me yet, I'm Claire Davis. I run Traction Resume, so I help sales leaders get great jobs with resumes and interview prep. Okay, down to you, Dan. Hey, everyone. Um, so you didn't even declare the, the surprise was that we are actually pre-recording this episode. Um, Matt has been, we've missed you so much. Um, he's had an insanely busy schedule. Um, so we are trying to pre-record these episodes um, just so that we could make sure that we're all here so we can all hang out with you. Every uh, This will still be live on Thursday because you're watching it now, so obviously. Um, but <laughs> I'm warp. <laughs> yeah, right? What's happening? Um, but uh, yeah, everyone, I'm Dan. Uh, if you don't know me, um, I am a LinkedIn social selling strategist, and I help solopreneurs uh, make money online and have fun doing it. But Matt, welcome back. What's going on? Thanks. Thank you. So my name is Matt Zahn. I show leaders how to persuade with power through the art of strategic storytelling. That's one of the reasons why I have not been here for the last few weeks, because I primarily do this through workshops. And as everyone knows, the world is opening back up. So there's been more workshops than I can even do right now. I had three this week and it was awesome. So I do a deep dive in story strategy and how people can actually use their experiences in life and business in sales, in marketing, and to create a legacy for them. So it's good to be back. And I appreciate you doing this from a pre-recording perspective. So thank you so much. And I'll pass it back over to Aaron. Yeah, so I get to hold the reins this week. So I'm going to share my screen with you guys. So bear with me. I was telling them with my setup, it's kind of insane. I have like three laptops, two monitors, <laughs> and a different camera over here. I mean, I got everything. So my iPhone, if I'm like looking at you guys, like I don't look like I'm looking at you guys. So it's <laughs> we had to do a whole test before this. I was like, Aaron, look at that camera. Now look at this camera. Now look at that screen. <laughs> I feel like I'm uh, you know, camera number two, camera number three. <laughs> like, okay. So I am going to go over um, conversation emails with you guys. So how to use them to engage and sell. Cause you know, I'm all about that. Actually all four of us are all about that using story, using your own um, personal experiences to connect with your audience. So, okay. So what I didn't ask you guys is how do I move from slide to slide? Ooh, <laughs> is good is it just my, my, no, it's not my arrows. I think oh, you I might have to know. operate from the computer where the presentation is. Ah. There it goes. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, see, 
Okay. So, all right, so you might be asking why the conversation format, Now I'll tell you. Um, it's engagement, it's ongoing connection, and it's trust, right? So the engagement attracts your reader, it compels them to lean in, right? So we're talking about email subject lines. So in your inbox, oh my gosh, you are competing with everybody um, that is sending you an email. And so you wanna make sure that your email subject lines um, stand out because they're really the, your, your first defense, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's an ongoing connection. So uh, it has the feeling of a continuing discussion that they are a part of. That's why I use the term copy station and I'll go that into that a little bit later, but it's not a one, a one way street, right? You want it to be an ongoing conversation and then trust. So engagement um, and ongoing connection builds trust and likability. Um, mm -hmm. And it leads to an easy yes uh, when you have something to offer, because let's face it, we all want to sell something at the end of the day, right? Yes. And Erin, uh, before you go on, um, I, I was just listening to a podcast the other day and Salesforce did this giant study with hundreds of companies talking about, you know, analyzing what made them successful. And the one factor that was unique and it was common to all of them was that the companies that grew the fastest in the last 10 years were the ones who nurtured an email list. So like, mm -hmm. I love that we're talking about this because we talk a lot about sales, right? Storytelling and strategy and LinkedIn and stuff, but, but really what's the next step? So, um, so I just want to throw that in there too. So if anybody's listening and they're like, huh, email list, is it really important? Yes. It's like mission critical if you want to move forward in business. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear about today. No, and thank you for bringing that up. I, I, you know, I should have mentioned that as well. It's like it, the email, and I can tell you, some of you guys have heard this um, example from me, but uh, it's, you know, email to me is very, it's like an intimate uh, party, like a, a dinner party, right? Whereas social media is more of like a, a, a rager, <laughs> okay? So let's say you're, you're meeting your friend at this like huge party and it's just like, you're, you're just like, oh, I'm at this bar over here. There's like five bars at this party, you know, and you're kind of going through, walking through, trying to find her. And while you're trying to find her, like all these people are kind of stopping you along the way, kind of like getting in the way of like your ultimate goal, just to find your friend. These are people that like think they know you and you barely remember them. And it's just a distraction, you know, and then that is social media. And then uh, email, I'm always like, it's like meeting your friend for a coffee. You know, it's just like, you know, you're there on a comfy couch. Maybe there's like a singer songwriter in the corner uh, you know, <laughs> playing a mellow tune. Um, and then your friend comes, she shows up, she makes a beeline for you and you have your conversation and you hang out. Right. So it's a, those are the differences between the two. Both of them have their pros uh, for sure. Both of them have um, different uh, powers that they that they have. But uh, I use social media as well. But email is just it's special. Um, and you know you want to like you want to spark an instant connection with your reader, so your reader feels a pull, and they need to know like what is this about, right? Because again, they're getting um, so many emails, and I posted today uh, on LinkedIn and um, Facebook and uh, Instagram as well as my group. Uh, my copy in the wild, which is like um, examples of email subject lines that I've seen out there um, recently that I'm like, I just want to give them standing ovation, right? And so mm -hmm. there's just these examples um, out there of people that, that are doing this. And it's like, it's not corporate speak or robot speak. It's so it's more conversational. And that's really what we need right now, especially after the last two years that we have had. Um, yes, a little so connection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. Um, and they they want to relate to you, and really that I feel like is the basis of copywriting is uh, it's like relatability, okay? Because if they can't relate to what you're saying, why would they buy from you? 
So that is really just like the foundation of copywriting. You want to be relatable. There has to be a connection. So even if like, so I, you know, teach people to use story, use personal experiences uh, in their emails. Um, even if they haven't experienced that same exact situation, there's something there. There will be a thread that they can hang on to and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I totally get what she's saying, you know. Um, so you're and you're getting them to ex experience an emotion, which immediately clicks, right, and turns on that, that connection. So it could be you give them a laugh for the day or they could be like nodding their head like, yeah, I get that, you know, in empathy with you. Mm -hmm. so um, I, think that, I think that's so important, right? And, I, and like, I, I hate going through school, like our entire lives where we were taught to like write AP style and like all this stuff. And, and I always hated writing, but until like I actually started doing it and then like reading people who are really good at writing. And I was just like, they're just being themselves. And that's why like, I'll, I'll totally break like the grammar rules and stuff like that, because if it better fits my voice and my personality, I think that that's going to help me resonate with the people that I'm trying to connect with anyway. So it's like, mm -hmm. why, why try and be something you're not? Yeah. yeah, no, exactly, Dan. And it's like, that's, I feel the same way. And it's like, there's, I'll break grammar rules, you know, just to make a point or, you know, to kind of like get a laugh or something like that. So it's just like, it's like, who cares? Just be yourself and, and get it out there. So that's why I'm like, the email subject line should be in your personality and grab the attention of your reader. Um, and then the first part of your email, which we just went over, it's like, use a story, you know, use uh, either a personal or a professional experience that they really can connect it, right? Yeah. Um, and then with emails too, you, you again, you wanna sell or promote or tell them about something that you're working on, right? So that's where the transition comes along. So you've told them this story, they've connected to a piece of it. Um, and so now you wanna transition them into the point of your email, right? What you want to tell them, whether it's new content that you put out there that's for free or whether it's your, your offer, right? So here's some sample transitions. So you wanna lead them from point A to point B. So you've told them this story and depending upon what the story was, here's a few transitions you could use. You could say crazy, right? You know what's even crazier? I created blah, 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 you know, or... Yes. Why am I talking about this when you really want to know about X, right? Yes. Um, because maybe your story has nothing to do with what, you're, what you want to talk about at all, but it's kind of something that happened to you that you're like, I want to share this. And then that way you can use this transition of like, why am I talking about this when you really want to know about whatever? Um, and then this next one is the same. So what does, what does this have to do with knitting blankets, you know, or whatever your, your, your business is. <laughs> you know? Okay. That makes so much sense. Uh, I threw a post up today that I couldn't help myself because it was on Legos, but the Legos for me is like, it permeates our household. Legos mm -hmm. for us is like a religion. <laughs> and yeah. so it made sense to, to share a story that had to do with Legos that really relates to job seekers. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really, I resonate, I resonate with yeah. this. It doesn't have to be like such a, you know, uh, the same, the same theme as the thing we're trying to, you know, sell or talk about or market. It could be yeah. totally unrelated. No, exactly. And I, I saw that post and I was like, oh, this is amazing. So it's like, I tell people, I'm like, you really can link pretty much anything that goes on in your life with your business, you know, um, it's pretty easy to do. Um, and then this last one, it's moments like that when I can't help but think, X, you know, so these are um, just a few kind of ways that you can kind of lead them from your story into what you really want to talk about, which is your content or something you want to sell. 
So now you want to bring it home. Sorry, go ahead. I just say, I think that's so important, right? Because obviously if we're so caught up in, in our domain of expertise, like that, and that's all we're talking about all the time, like that gets super boring really mm. quick. So when you can tie it to a personal story or make it something fun and then tie the, the business lesson or, or right back to it, that just makes it so much more intriguing. And it, and it, it like, it, it makes it right. It's, it's a new story every single time that, that someone oh. engages with you every time, every single time they open up an email, right. It's something new as opposed to, the same exact thing that you that you are an expert in, right? Like it just adds that new flavor. And I think that that's what keeps it fresh every single time. Yeah, exactly. It's more like a conversation, you know, kind of like, you know, I coined that term copy-sation, you know? So it's like, it's it's copy as a conversation and it's a two-way street and you want them to engage with that content. And they can't always be like, you know, you on your high horse of like, I'm an expert in this, you know? It's just like, you know, <laughs> it's like you're a fellow human being just like they are, you know, let's, let's be real. Erin, um, I want to, I want to highlight the conversation piece really quick so that everyone yeah. can really grab a hold of this. So unfortunately, I feel like email has become like going to the dentist for most people, right? They don't want to tackle email. It's an obligation. They just, yeah. they don't want to do it. They don't want to go. And when people post screenshots of having a zero email inbox on any kind of social media platform, there's so much praise because that's like the holy grail to have zero emails in your inbox. But there's a huge difference with what you teach, Aaron, that conversational piece and that connection and then to quote what Claire had said is that most companies that actually skyrocket in the marketplace have really good emails, email campaigns. So it speaks to actually the magnitude of what can happen. What's going to happen is if you actually take what Aaron's saying and you actually apply it, you're going to be an amazing email in a sea of emails that people don't even want to deal with. That's how you're going to stand out. Because when people are batting all these like automated emails that are just super salesy, it's a waste of their time. It's like them going to the dentist. They don't want to do it. They want to get it to a spam box and they want to delete it as quickly as possible. But I've actually seen Erin live this out. Like I'm on her email list. So I see what she's putting out. I actually see her practice what she preaches. She doesn't just do this in theory. She actually does this in action and it makes a connection. Like I enjoy reading Aaron's emails. I don't enjoy reading most emails. It's not like it's it's just a check the box. Something I have to do for the day is go through my email. There's very few emails where I'm like, wow, like I thought about that. Or I still yeah. think of some emails that Aaron sent, you know, months ago that I thought she had a really good point. So I think that's the power, Aaron, of what you do is you actually build a connection in a sea of emails that people don't even want to deal with. So I appreciate you going through this. No, thank you, Matt. No, and you're right, because most people are like, you know, it's an obligation, check the box, get through the emails, that sort of a thing. But what you want to do is that you want to create an email to where people are looking forward to reading it. They look forward to it. Oh, you know, Matt's emails come out every Wednesday, you know, whatever. So our Claire is every whatever, you know, so it's like, I know to expect <laughs> that. I know, Claire, we're going to get it. We're going to get to it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I really appreciate that. Like, because it, Matt, you are so right. It's like going to the dentist, truly. And I think it's because people are smart, right? Uh, certain things that become, you know, quick, cheap hooks 
uh, in emails, in the agree question mark at the end of LinkedIn posts. Like we're, we, we fell for it for the beginning and then we all caught on and now we hate those kinds of things, right? I hate seeing a post with agree at the end and I used to do them myself, but now I'm like, okay, we're, we're moving on up. But like, for example, Aaron, I'll never forget this email that you wrote. And it was, it started with my freshman is surrounded by perfectionists at school. Mm-hmm. And that for me is not salesy, is not something that like was taught in marketing, right? It wasn't, uh, it's not a catchphrase, it's reality. It's reality. And I think the way that you have deep dived into exactly what your ideal audience is dealing with and then how you uniquely resonate makes your email so powerful. It almost takes the stress off of creating great content because you've aligned what people are really worried about with things in your own life. And it's this like really beautiful organic connection. So I could brag on you all day. you guys no i appreciate that and you're and you bring up a good point too is that it makes it easier to write the emails if you're talking about stuff that's happened to you this is your personal experiences right so instead of talking that whole email talking externally about like an external product or a service or a piece of content it's like it's starting off like you're already comfortable in your own skin because you're talking about your yourself your experiences and you're connecting it to your audience you know so that's that's really really huge and so once you bring it home it's like you've opened up with a conversation right and a transition so now it's time to bring your point home and you got to think about what do you want them to know uh what do you think they need to know And what exactly do you want them to do? And there's a fine line between what do they want to know and need to know. Mm -hmm. Um, And you kind of have to bring them both because if you are like, you know, always giving them what you're like, come on high, like, oh, well, they need to know this, you know, like they could get defensive, right? So you do have to build that trust factor of like, well, they really, they want to know X, Y, Z. I know that behind that, they really need to know is ABC. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna give them what they want, and then I'm gonna follow it up with what I what they need, you know, so that they they aren't put on the defensive, and you make that connection. Mm-hmm. So, and whether it's like your latest blog post, or you want them to sign up for a webinar, uh, get info on your offer, whatever it is, make it clear on the action you want them to take. Like when I write emails, I had an email that went out yesterday for my latest um, podcast episode, and I will say stream here, like, you know, like stream it now, or, you know, and when I want them to reply to the end of my email, I'll say, ask them a question. I'll like reply to this email because a lot of people think like, well, they obviously know what I want them to do. They don't. (laughs) So it's like, you have to be very explicit (laughs) and tell them the exact action that you want to take (laughs) them to take (laughs) for sure. Um, Okay. And so I also, teach people to create um, a PS at the bottom um, because some people just browse your email, right? And so they'll look at like the bulleted um, areas or, you know, where you have an emoji or something. Um, and then if you have PS at the end, that that's something people would scroll. And then your PS is something that, you know, really is what you want them to get from the email. So um, typically it's reiterating what you've already spoken about in the body of your email. But sometimes you can add like a link to something else um, if you can uh, can align it. So it's just another way um, to kind of get their attention. 
I love that. Erin, I've got a short example of this working um, in my business. So a lot of folks ask me for templates for years. Could you have a template? What What is the resume that really works, right? Which one will get me the interview? And so finally, I created a template. And then I told nobody about it. I didn't <laughs> share it. I didn't talk about it on LinkedIn because I didn't want to be selling on LinkedIn all the time, right? I didn't want it to come across that way, but but I knew the need was there. And so now a lot of times when I, a lot of times I'll use that PS to share the template. So it's not necessarily what my email is always talking about, but it gives them a great option, especially if they're not ready to invest in a coach or work one-on-one. -on -one. They've got something right there in the postscript. So I really love that. I, I learned that from you early on. No, that's great. And that's another thing. I, I think all of us do it. We have someone who asks us for something and then we give it to them and we're like, we don't think, oh, well, that person asked for it. That probably means that it would help a lot of other people as well, you know, and to kind of make it more of a uh, product, you know, to to get out there. And the PS is a perfect place um, to promote that. Um, and so I alluded to this earlier, but you want to get that engagement right um, with your email. So ask a question at the end. So you could do it before the sign off or you could even do it within the PS section. But I tell, just pose a question to your readers. Um, make sure it relates to the content within the email. Um, it's going to keep the conversation going. It's going to increase your engagement factor. So it's great for your audience, but also it plays well with the spam bots, right? So it gives your email a boost. So people are responding to your email. That tells that algorithm like, uh oh, people like this email. They're responding to it. So we're going to keep it out of spam. You know, we're going to try to show it uh, better to to that audience. So, and the, um, the question could be like, uh, you know, when I was talking about my freshman in high school, it could be like that. Hey, is, is, you know, do you know anyone in the high school marching band? And I did, I got replies. So like, Oh yeah, I, I knew so-and-so who's in there, you know, that kind of thing. Um, there was one email that I talked about, uh, my kiddo wanted to be a paleontologist. And then I asked like, do you know any paleontologists or what schools did they go to? And people replied, you know? Um, so it's kind of cool. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like salesy or to your product. It could be with what the story um, that you shared and kind of keeping that connection going with your audience on that too. Awesome. By the way, where do paleontologists commonly go to school? So what did they I, say? So I found out that it's more of a, there's not like a geoscience, like bachelor's degree you um uh, sorry it's not there's no paleontology one you go for geosciences and oh. then if you want to continue with paleontology then you do graduate school for that so uh so we're, we're figuring it out there's a few good schools here in texas which is nice but they're also very hard to get into so, oh fingers <laughs> crossed that's so cool yeah it's really hard to get to the even the state schools in texas it's just yeah it's going to be interesting so you'll hear more about that in my emails so <laughs> awesome really p.s <laughs> but i wanted to go over a email um that i sent out a few months ago that goes over what i just taught you guys so this is the one where i um i talk about the hyper color t-shirt. Okay. So when I was in middle school, junior high, the hypercolor t-shirt was huge. And so I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, talking about like people going for the, the shiny new thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't need regular cotton t-shirt. I need this new hypercolor thing um, where, you know, it changes color if you sweat, right? Which is like gross, but it changes color with heat. Yeah, all right. Hey. So, 
Like okay. I had a purple one, it's purple or pink. And then <laughs> it would change the opposite color if like someone put their hand on you or something like that. Also, if you sweat under your arms, not a great look. So, but it was like, you know, it was so cool. And everyone was like, we have to have these hyper color t-shirts, okay? So then I'm telling this story um, and then I shared a picture, right? So it's very fuzzy because I, you know, it was a long time ago when I was in junior high, but this yeah. is why me and my best friend and our matching oh. hyper color t-shirts. Oh, that's so precious. <laughs> so, where they switch colors, right? And so, you can personalize with a photo or you can personalize it with like a meme or a Giphy that um, happens to align with what you're talking about. Okay, so I, I did a photo in this case. So what Aaron is really saying is take this photo and turn it into a meme and then send it back to <laughs> Screen cap, guys, screen cap. So the opposite of that. So, so then I go through, you know, uh, you know, the how genera like they they did, they they made $50 million, um, but then they declared bankruptcy not long after, you know? So it was a very short-lived fad, but we all were like, oh my God, we need this thing, right? <laughs> so, so then I get the story and then how I tie it back, I say, similarly, here's the transition. I see so many businesses that rely so heavily on social media and they give email the side eye right? Mm. Like email has been around forever, just like a cotton, regular cotton t-shirt. Um, it's like, why would we care? But social media is like this new innovative thing, like the hypercolor t-shirt, or we're going to go jump on that bandwagon, right? Mm -hmm. And then I go into, you know, how I get it, you know, like how email is so boring, whatever. Um, and then I, I love, I actually love that I did this. So I, I um, uh, compared emails to Dr. Dre. So you can do these things too. Um, mm -hmm. So their emails are full of substance and experience. They work with everyone and they have huge reach, right? Just like Dr. Dre. I mean, every time he's like collaborating with someone else and he's like has a million, uh, millions, millions in his audience, right? So you can get, you can be uh, fun with it. Um, and then I give them the call to action, right? So I have like, you know, my podcast episode that week was seven ways your competitors are leaving you in the dust with email. So then I'm like, okay, in this week's quick and simple podcast episode, I break it down for you, you know, of like why, how you should be using email. So I went from the story transition to what I wanted to talk about, right? Beautiful hook. That reminds me a lot about Matt. Not too long ago, you talk, well, you talk all the time about the, these amazing hooks and I know you use them with every story you tell. So what, do you want to talk a little bit about hooks, Matt, and why that's something that's got to be, you know, within those emails or in those stories? people see 8,000 messages a day on average. So it's it's Aaron's type emails that are gonna get above the noise. So that's the power of the hook. Back to your point, Claire, is if you don't have a great hook, people are gonna keep scrolling on by, they're gonna delete your email, they're not gonna think anything of it, but it's what Aaron's doing right here with those hooks. That's why the, the, the beginning is so important. You wanna create that connection right out of the gate. You wanna create that curiosity. So Aaron, I don't know if you'd agree with this, this statement, but you want, you want to be intriguing enough for people to click. You don't want to be crazy with it. And I think you very well with it. Like I do see some people that they're so crazy with it, that it really, it distances themselves from any kind of professionalism or anyone taking them seriously but yet you want enough curiosity where people click. And I think Aaron does that very well. And that all goes back to the good hooks that you're talking about, Aaron. No, that's a huge point because it's like you, the subject line in particular 
it has to do with your content. It cannot just be for shock and awe. You know, it's like it really, you do have to tie it in so that when they click on it, because as soon as they click on it and it has nothing to do with what you're talking about, trust is lost. You've lost them. And it's people, so hard to get that back. It's like taking the, the switch. Ten, yeah, exactly. It's like taking 10 steps back, yeah. you know? And so it's just like, please don't do that. I had a cold email sent to me. Uh, I think they emailed me like five times within a week and which was annoying, uh, you know, uh, there, uh, oh, please. And so, <laughs> cold email. Like, I don't, I'm not talking about a nurture sequence. Yeah. And so, uh, and they, their last email that I got was, um, something like, are you okay, Aaron? I haven't heard <laughs> for you. I haven't heard from you. I'm getting really worried. Do I, I'll call emergency services. Cause I mean, now I'm like, now I'm worried. Cause I haven't heard. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, you're, this is like horrible. You know, it's like this is horrible marketing. And I'm like, Yes, cold email marketer. You're the one that I want to turn to in my time of need to call 911 because that is why I have not been responding to your emails. I could not believe it. I was like, That's this awesome. Is it was like, yeah. terrible. So, but yeah. here, wait, just to echo your point, Aaron, a business that might have built a partnership with you or maybe something down the line, now you have a really negative view of it based on what you said. And with me, there's a there's an influencer. I won't I won't give a name because I don't want to belittle this person. But there was someone that I felt like they had a really good service that they did something I didn't do, and I actually was going to refer this person to another company, but they started going so crazy with their hooks that it really discredited them in my eyes where I was like, wait, this person is very intelligent and their writing is very good, but their hooks were so far in left field that I was concerned if I would connect this person to another company that I was going to look bad through the connection. Cause they were like, they were trying so hard at the hooks, like just to be crazy, give me your attention. And like, I've, I, it's just, it's wild now, you know? So I, I think they're like, you want to peak curiosity, but you don't want to be so crazy that people are turned off from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it is all about that trust, you know? And it's like, yeah. And it, you have your own reputation to protect. Right. So it's like, you're not going to feel comfortable referring people as well. So you're not, you're, you're hurting yourself in so many ways and, uh, and um, not letting yourself get these opportunities that you have no idea. Like that person had no idea you were watching them or were about to refer them. Um, and so it's just like your actions just have so many repercussions. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. Um, so toward the end of the uh, email now, uh, I have the question, right? So I'm saying, let me know, are you using the heck out of email to connect with your people and grow your audience? And then I'm also like, have you ever worn a hypocolor t-shirt? <laughs> <So laughs> <laughs> reply to this email. I'm like saying, telling them what to do, reply to this email and let me know. Um, and then my PS, it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, relating it. So it's not promoting the podcast episode, but it's promoting my free download, one year of email subject lines to amp up your open rates and accelerate sales to give you a head start, right? So it it's um, it, co it coordinates with the, the content that I had in my email. So that's kind of the anatomy um, of an email that I'm talking about um, right there. Um, and so that's the end of the training. And I do want to say, <laughs> this is an example of the training that I do in uh, Email Ally. 
So it's my monthly membership where I give four email templates. I give 10 email subject lines. I gave bonus ones during Black Friday. And I do um, a video training because I want people to learn how to get better at copywriting and to know that they can do it as well. So this is an, just one example of trainings that I do um, in that in that membership there. So I'm like, listen, you finish the training, everybody fist bump, pat on the back, because um, everybody can be a, a copywriter. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think yes. we were, you and I were talking about that just the other day, right? Like, and a lot of us think that we can't, but we can, right? Like, we all have the expertise, we all have the knowledge, we all have the sh the, the stories to share. Sometimes they just need a little bit of polish, which is exactly why you need Erin's help. And she's helped mm -hmm. all of us out in our own writing. And right, like be your do your be your domain expertise and all the other things that you need help with. You need to rely on the people who have that expertise to to carry you across the finish line. Yes. Yeah, and no, I appreciate that because I I just feel like especially in with solopreneurs and small business owners, like. I'm like, you can do it. it. This can be something that you don't have to spend money to outsourcing, you know? So it's like whether or not you grab templates from me or you write something up and then you toss it over the fence to me to pretty it up, you know? It's like, um, you can do it. You do have the time to do it. And then you can use your time and your expertise and your money um, elsewhere. So, yeah. 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 And you know, one, one of the things that I tell my kids all the time is we could do this the hard way or we could do this the easy way. <laughs> and... Often when I'm brushing my three-year-old's teeth, I'm I'm on this dental kick right now. I'm I know. Dentist. <laughs> Often when life. I'm, yeah. I had a bad experience. I had a bad experience. <laughs> yeah. Often when I'm when I'm brushing my three-year-old's teeth, I'll look at him and I'll and I'll say, "We could do this the hard way, or we could do this the easy way." The easy way is you brushing your teeth by yourself in a fairly quick manner. The hard way is me brushing your teeth for you, and it's going to take a lot longer. So. <laughs> It took me about three years to be a decent copywriter. Aaron and I have been doing stuff together with these kind of trainings for about a year, or coming up on a year. I learned more in that time frame on copywriting than all three of the other years combined. That's the easy way. So the systematic approach and the formula, Aaron, that you bring to the table, it just speeds up the process so much. Like people can figure this out by themselves, but it's agonizing. It's like pulling teeth. Again, back to a, a dental analogy. <laughs> Boom. I'm really into good dental care, everyone. Great, yeah. see, see this awesome smile? <laughs> It's like pulling teeth. It's like ripping your hair out. It's agonizing without a systematic approach or a formula behind you. Like you're not going to want to do it. You're going to get burned out. You're going to, you're going to start creating excuses for yourself, but yet everyone that's getting traction right now is, is understanding the dynamics of good copywriting. So Aaron, I really appreciate you sharing that. Like there is an easy way and there's a hard way. Like I really appreciate the easy steps, the easy ways that you brought to the table regarding this. Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. That's such a good way to look at it. You know, it is an easy way or hard way. It's like, yes, you could take years, you know, to learn. I mean, I've done that on other things as well, but it's just like, and you could spend tons of money by hiring a copywriter. I love my fellow copywriters, you know, um, but you know, there are ways that you could do at least part of it yourself, you know, by using templates, by using someone like me who will kind of just like um, glow up, <laughs> give your copy a glow up um, so that it, it, it does reach the audience that you want. So I appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody listening to this training today. Um, and if you have any questions, you can find me 
on LinkedIn um, or uh, Aaron at musclecreative.com to send me a note. Um, and if you go to musclecreative.com, then you can see um, info about email ally. I think the URL is musclecreative.com slash email ally. Um, we can go from there. But I really appreciate everybody's um, time and attention and listening to this reading. <laughs> okay, so Aaron, you know, in true power hour form, we have to ask you the the pivotal final question. So if somebody were to take anybody listening here today, and thank you to everybody who is, um, and who sees this as a replay. So make sure you hashtag replay if you're catching it on the back end also. So Aaron, if someone were to take one step today um, to become a better email marketer, maybe it's you know, checking in with you for an audit or doing a glow up or starting with a template, what would you recommend? What's the one thing that somebody should do today? So I think an easy thing to do <clears throat> is to start creating your own email subject bank. Um, so and you can do that easily by going through the photos on your phone. Um, like there are so many memories there um, and you probably have photos both from your professional experience and your personal experience. Just like start flipping through your photos. That's going to get your mind jogging of what you could talk about because you, you're probably sitting there being like, my, I do nothing. Like, what the heck would I tell my audience? And it's like, really? <laughs> go through your photos. What did you do that last weekend? That was pretty cool. You know, like, so it's just like kind of go through. Um, and if you're anything like me, you have photos for like years <laughs> on your phone. So, you know, it doesn't matter how far back you go. So just start like writing things down, do a brain dump of memories of um, stuff that you can grab from your photos, um, because all of those can be made into email subject lines and all of those can be made into stories um, for your your emails for sure. And then, yeah, and then take a look at what I do and you can kind of piece apart of like, what do you need help on the most? You're like, I had someone email me yesterday and they were like, oh my gosh, uh, your email ally has helped so much because she's like, when I see that blinking cursor on the screen, Ugh, it's so frustrating. But when I have a template that I can start off from, it's like a springboard and then my mind starts going. Right. And then some people just like they book an hour with me. They're like, I just want to pick your brain. I want to show you my content or I just want to ask you questions as a professional copywriter. Um, and they'll do that. And other people are like, I've written my about page. I'm not happy with it. So can you <laughs> fix it? You know, and I'm like, cool. Um, but it all come back, comes back to you um, and empowering you um, just to use the tools so you can you can do your own copywriting and learn the skill as you go. Awesome. That's so great. And you know what? Let's uh, make sure we add. Well, you guys, if you're listening, we'll, we'll add some of the links to go directly to Erin's site, too. If you want to work with her, if, if she can, you know, if you want to have her just take a quick look. Sometimes you just need an expert to take a quick look at this um, to see if you're on the right track. And we'll share those resources with you also. But you know what? We're so excited to be back as the full crew again today. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, we really care about you guys. And, um, you know, we do the show because you are here listening and you know we also care deeply about your dental health so please continue <laughs> to yes, follow right. us <laughs> for more power hours in the future we've got some awesome ones coming up and as we always say time is our greatest currency so the fact that you spent it with us today is really something so thank you guys so much and until next week we'll see you guys later bye